Hi, and welcome to another brand new season of Chapter by Chapter, a podcast where we examine a variety of video games from a variety of genres and from a variety of eras. I am your resident podcast host, Ethan. Now, for the previous season, we covered Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. And this season, we're changing it up. We're moving away from Nintendo and over to PlayStation to cover the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Now, just like last season, I'm producing, editing, publishing, and doing everything for this podcast, so I don't really have the time to research Kingdom Hearts. So here's where I'd like to introduce our expert for the Kingdom Hearts series, who will be joining me on the journey through the first Kingdom Hearts game. It's Carlos. Hi, Ethan. Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast. Yes, uh, great to have you. Uh, so, we're doing Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, we'll be covering the Kingdom Hearts 1.5, like Kingdom Hearts 1 that came in the 1.5 remake. So, we will sort of like mention if there's anything that isn't in Kingdom Hearts 1, if it comes up. Uh, so, first, why don't you tell people about what your experience is with Kingdom Hearts? How did you get into it? Yeah, sure, not a problem. Um, actually, my my experience with Kingdom Hearts was that I actually started playing it um, with my cousin when we were uh, 9 and 10, <laughs> respectively. Um, he was the first to get a PlayStation 2, um, and Kingdom Hearts was one of the games um, he owned, and we actually, it was one of the games we played together a lot mm -hmm. um actually came out when we first beat the game it was like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> in like 2008 or whatever <laughs> um we were mind blown that you know this wonderful game had ended yeah um, and then come to find out you know i was walking through walmart you know a few years later and you know the sequel came out yeah. and i was like uh did you know about this yeah. so yeah uh, it was it was a. Uh, you know, it was fun for us then. It's still fun for me now. Yeah. Um, I own every Kingdom Hearts game under the sun <laughs> and have played almost every single one of them. Um, so I, I love the series. It's just, you know, it, it's very close and near and dear to my heart. Yeah, that's lovely. Uh, I played... Well, firstly, my first Kingdom Hearts game wasn't actually Kingdom Hearts 1. My first Kingdom Hearts game was... Uh, 358 over two days uh, because it was on the Nintendo DS and that was really all, all I had when I was little. Uh, quite funny, uh, similar in a way to you, uh, I was 11 so it was like because I'm in the UK and you're in the US aren't you so we use sort of different age yes. rating systems uh, so over here it was like considered 12 and I was 11 and it was in the summer just before my 12th birthday and I saw Kingdom Hearts and I saw like, and I like read, like this was back in the day where it was like all the information was on the back of the thing and there was a wee instruction manual that came with it. So I read through it and I was like, oh, and there's Disney characters in this and it was fun. So I asked my granddad to buy one in Asda, which is like the UK's version of Walmart. Mm -hmm. So we did actually get them from the same place and I didn't actually buy Kingdom Hearts until uh, I think it was either 2017 or 2018 because I got a PlayStation 4 in because it was when we finally got a release date for Kingdom Hearts 3 like a solid sort of this game will be out uh, I think it was like February 8th for something 2020 so it was like okay we have a solid release date now so I'm going to buy a PlayStation and I'm going to buy the 1 and 2.5 remix to like play it before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out because I'd played because 
due to having like Nintendo stuff I had played 358 over two days recoded and Dream Dot Distance. So I do have some experience with Kingdom Hearts, but like 358 over two days was my first one. Yeah, I mean, I always think it's funny how and, and interesting, like where exactly most people, um, you know, that like Kingdom Hearts, what was their first game? Yeah. Um, you know, for for the older people, um, yeah. it's going to be one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I always think it's interesting the people that came in, um, you know, when, you know, when they were shifting more to the handheld era. So, yeah. like, um, you know, Birth by Sleep on the uh, PlayStation Portable yeah. and then, you know, all the DS games. <clears throat> yeah. um, you know, I just think it's, you know, I think it's interesting because they jump in and they're like, man, this story's great. And then come to find out there's you know, so this much whole more yeah. of story that they haven't even touched. Yeah, uh, because I thought that. Like, because when I was, obviously, 358 over two days was my first game, so I, like, knew nothing about the protagonist of the series, like, Sora, because, obviously, he was just short shown in flashbacks and stuff, so I was like, who is this person, like? And then I thought, like, oh, it's some kind of, like, fantasy RPG thing, because I was playing Fire Emblem at the same time, so I was like, oh, maybe he's some great hero who died, like, years ago, but obviously that's not the case, and anyone who has played the series who is listening to this will know sort of the story but if you don't then we'll be sure to share it with you as we go through all of the games uh so i suppose we'll just dump we'll dive straight in uh dive straight into dive into the heart so when you boot up the game you're sort of giving you a new game option and then a nice sort of a cinematic cutscene plays and you are in this sort of black void with a stained glass surface underneath the ground. So this is the dive to the heart in the Station of Awakening and this is sort of where you choose sort of like the path that you will grow into in the game. So why don't you take us through each of the stations in the Station of Awakening? Yeah, of course. Um, so your first, you know, the first stained glass area um pretty simple um really just goes over it, it pretty much the whole um area acts as a basic tutorial um you know movement fighting mm -hmm. um you know all your basic options um so when you're actually uh given an option of which um item uh you want to choose um it actually has more of an effect um than just um you know, aesthetic, you know, other than yeah. um, the main character sword, right? He doesn't just hold, um, you know, the sword, the shield, or the staff. Yeah. Um, you know, there's actually um, a lot of um, hidden details that go into it mm -hmm. um, that obviously aren't very um, obvious to the player when they first play the game. Yeah. Um, you know, or even some people that are replaying it, um, you know, for second and third times. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and, you know, obviously the age of the internet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you really wanted to know, you could look it up. Um, but, you know, playing this game for as long as I have, I've kind of figured out, um, you know, most of, um, you know, what each option does with a little help from the internet. Yeah. Um, so your three basic options are when you see them on the pedestals, you see um, sword, shield, and a uh, magic staff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, logically if you pick one over the other you're going to have a basic idea of what they do yeah um so if you pick the sword um that's good you know that's more of a signifier of you want to um you know use more physical attacks and combos and anything yeah. that is based off your strength stat um and because of that they actually um if you pick the sword you get a plus one 
um, to your strength stat um, permanently. So yeah. as soon as you pick it, you get a plus one strength. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying and that's then... the same for shield and magic. Like, so if you pick the shield, plus one to defense. And if you pick magic, plus one to your MP gauge. Yes. Um, so, you know, obviously when I was younger, I picked the sword. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to hit everything. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, there's actually, <clears throat> excuse me, there's actually, there's actually more um, abilities and combat options in the game that are actually based off your MP, um, mm -hmm. your maximum MP number. Yeah. Um, and it is not apparent at all to any of the players. Yeah. Um, so for this playthrough specifically, because I wanted to go through again and make sure I had all of my information correct, yeah. um, I picked the... Um, the dream rod is what it's called, uh, the magic staff. Yeah. Um, so I got that plus one to my MP, um, you know, in, in a little bit of a sacrifice to strength. Yeah. Um, so early game is a little rough, but once you finally get a magic spell, it's over. Yeah. You're, 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 you're winning the game. Uh, personally, I'm not really a fan of sort of the magic system. Uh, well, I say that, uh, I played through it as well recently. Uh, and I picked sword, uh, ditched defense, and sort of had magic as sort of like a neutral stat. But uh, going through it, I realized how much I needed magic because, like, even though I bought like the game when I was like seventeen or eighteen, it was like I was just sort of still hitting stuff because I wasn't really sure how the mechanics worked. But so I feel like if I was to play through it again, I would probably agree with you, and I would probably pick the dream rod to boost up my magic. So, uh, what happens after you've selected and, like, you've selected to choose the path of something and disregard the path of something else? Uh, yeah, so you pick whichever option you want to, um, you know, you pick which, um, option you want, you ditch the one that you, um, don't want ditching, um, ditching one over the other, um, doesn't make a difference stat-wise, um, it has a tiny little effect on abilities, um, yeah. But it's more which option you pick um, affects which abilities you learn uh, mm -hmm. uh, during level ups. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, um, you are um, you're thrown through a pretty quick, um, you know, little combat scenario. So it's like, yeah. hey, hit this button to whack things. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you're um, kind of transported to. Um, what would be the first um, actual world you go to, um, Destiny Islands, but it's for a very brief, um, still kind of tutorial thing. Yeah, um, it's And the... you are... Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're you're faced with uh, three Final Fantasy characters, um, Selfie, Titus, and Waka, mm -hmm. um, from Final Fantasies, I think it's 8 or 9 and 10, yeah. respectively. Uh, Waka's from 10 as well, but uh, I think Selfie's from 8. Yeah. Um, and they have pretty generic questions for you. Um, the questions themselves don't necessarily matter. Um, it's what options you pick um, mm -hmm. for their questions. Um, and the answer to these questions determine um, how quickly you will level up during certain portions of the game. Um, so if you answer all their questions and you choose primarily the first options, um, you're going to level up um, very quickly from levels one to 50. Mm -hmm. um, it's not so much that, you know, you hit one, you know, B 
beat an enemy, you're going to get a level up yeah. right away. Um, it's just the um, total amount of experience is decreased slightly um, mm -hmm. during that period, and then it is um, increased um, to sort of make up for the fact, um, you know, for that decrease yeah. um, from levels 51 to 99. Mm -hmm. um, choosing the second options, um, you're going to have consistent leveling throughout your journey. Um, I've read other places that it's a little quicker from, I believe it's like 30 to 55. Yeah. Um, me playing, I haven't found anything that, you know, that is, is that would say opposite or against or for, you well, know, I, it's pretty consistent throughout. Well, concerning the sort of middle option, I've heard something different. I heard it was like experience all across the board is sort of reduced so like in the so like in the early levels and in the late levels it's reduced all across but during levels 42 i think it's levels 45 to 55 it's uh decreased a lot so it's like levels 45 to 55 you'll like speed through but then it'll just sort of be mm. like still sort of average yeah every i mean every every uh, on my bad point in quotes a video game well you know website publication whatever always has a different yeah. uh, starting number for when that um you know faster leveling yeah. up happens um so some somewhere in the middle of yeah. your level ups yeah. um but then if you pick the third option you're gonna have a uh, very slow leveling up in the beginning um again that's that one through 50 mm -hmm. and then you're gonna blow through the uh end game from 51 to 99 your experience is decreased mm -hmm. um so you have leveling up quicker pretty much towards the end game yeah uh personally i always just choose the second option mm -hmm. um i never find that i need an ability or something quickly mm -hmm. um where i would choose the first options yeah um you know and same um you know for the opposite i've never find something that i need late mm -hmm. um you know that I, choosing the third option would be best for me i always just use the second option half the time i'm pretty much just running through the game and <laughs> only doing the fights that are necessary anyway mm -hmm. um so you know getting that just consistent throughout um yeah. you know for my play style yeah um is you know just works for me yeah uh, for me, I usually pick the early sort of boost and experience option uh, because I like sort of getting the abilities early and I sort of feel like it gives you a lot of options in the early game and also I feel like it makes the early game easier with some of the bosses, which we'll get to. So that's just personally what I do, but I, but like I do want to actually try like doing a late game boost because I believe like overall like if you pick this sort of boost in your levels later it is less total experience to reach level 100 so I would like to try that someday because obviously it's like because I can play right now and I'm thinking about level 70 or something while I'm doing like side stuff and that and it's so it's going to be like it's going to take me a while to like reach level 100 so <laughs> yeah so, anyway, uh, after that question where they'll give you your sort of level gainage, you'll then go through the rest of the Station of Awakening, just learning how to interact with objects, uh, save points, uh, and you'll fight enemies throughout until you reach your first boss of the game, the Dark Side. Yes, um, so Dark Side is, um, and the way they kind of portray in the game um, is just a manifestation 
um, mm -hmm. of your main protagonist, Sora, um, his darkness. Yeah. Um, it's like his shadow. They, it's like his shadow warped or something. Yeah, it's how they usually portray it. Um, you know, this is a video game, so mm -hmm. um, at, at the moment, the, the story gets murky. Um, you know, <laughs> light over darkness, um, good over bad. Yeah. Um, so, of course, they make your shadow into this, um, you know, big, dark, black figure um, that you have to that you have to try and beat. Yeah. Um, although you don't necessarily need to defeat um, the dark side at this point in the game in order to progress. Yeah. Um, win or lose, you're still going to go on with the story. Um, mm. You just lose out, um, you know, on just some experience points that, um, you know, would more than likely get you a level up. Um, yeah. But otherwise, you don't need to beat the boss in order to um, progress through the game. Yeah. Uh, something I want to mention about the Dark Side as well is you can parry some of its attacks. Like, during one of its attacks, it will fire off these sort of energy beams, and if you swing your weapon when the beams come to you, uh, you can parry them back to it, and you'll get something called a tech point, which is just like a little bonus point of experience that you can get, so that can actually help you level up quicker. But obviously, like, so, like it's sort of like a counter system, but obviously some counters will be harder to pull off than others, so it's like, do it if you feel confident, but like, don't just try and beat it doing that if you're going to die, because then you'll miss out on the experience of actually like beating the boss anyway. Yeah, there's actually a couple different ways to get, um, you know, those extra tech points, um, you know, counterpoints, whatever you want to call yeah. them, um, you know, during the dark side fight. Um, so, like, again, you can parry those uh, orbs of just dark light um, mm -hmm. that he shoots out of his chest. Or if you can um, land a combo finisher um, yeah, on his on head, his head yeah. you get um, two tech points. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one extra experience point and two extra experience points. Um, you know, may not seem like a lot. Yeah. Um, but you know, in the early game when you only need ten experience points to level up. And it's um, like when you you're know. hitting his head, it's like you can maybe pull off something like five full five full combos on his head, so that like adds up to ten. So it is like you say, ten sort of experience points to gain level, then yeah, it'll be helpful. But anyway, so you win or lose the boss fight, uh, the dark, regardless of what happens, the dark side then decides to fall on you and crush you, and then you wake up on a beach! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah wake, wake up on the beach and, you know, actually run into one of the, you know, your other, um, you know, main character, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, for the... You know, main series, um, yeah. you know, your best friend Kyrie yeah. wakes you up, calls you a lazy bomb for sleeping on the beach. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the and words then you have... just go about your day as a 13 year old yeah. teenager. Yeah, the words that Kyrie says haunt me to this very day. Uh, <laughs> like, because they appear literally all the time in like Kingdom Hearts, really, uh, during sort of the mid sort of point of the series, which we'll obviously get to, but it's like she always goes, I knew I'd find you snoozing down here, and then Sora just says in response, give me a break, Kyrie," <laughs> And then they run off, so we're now on our first world of the game, the Destiny Island. This is an original world in the Sword of Kingdom Hearts, so it's literally these teenagers on an island, sort of like dreaming about going out and seeing other worlds with a raft. And basically what you're doing on the Destiny Islands is you are doing fetch quests over two days to find items to help build a raft. Yeah, so um, the the reason why you want to, you know, get all these, um, you know, items 
whether it be food or just resources to build the raft is um, your three main characters, uh, Sora, Riku, and Kairi. Um, they have this idea that there's more out there than just their, um, you know, the island that they go to to hang out and yeah. play and, you know, and where they live. Um, they believe there's more out there. So they think that building the raft um, is going to lead them to other worlds. Yeah. Uh, and they do not know how right they are. Yeah. Well, something I want to talk about with the sort of Destiny Islands thing is I, because, like, I, like, the first time I saw Kingdom Hearts was, like, watching uh, gameplay walkthroughs on YouTube. So I thought Destiny Islands, so these kids were, like, just literally abandoned on an island. I didn't think they had, like, obviously there's sort of the mainland from the island where, like, their parents and everything live. So they, like, take these boats out on the weekends and after school to, like, play on the island. But I just literally thought, these children have been abandoned on the island. So they want to see if, like, there's another sort of town or something or another island out there i didn't realize they meant like an of uh, another like sort of actual planet world whatever you want to call it no yeah it's not it's not very apparent um you know there's uh after you after you complete everything on the second day there's um you know one shortcut scene where it's sora in his room um and he looks out the window and he sees the island and if you know you're a young kid you don't really pick up on that yeah but now i you know i watched it and i was like oh yeah how did i not figure out that they just went to this place yeah and hung out yeah uh well i was going to say because that cut scene sort of leads into the big event on the island but before that there is sort of like a premonition so on the first day you gather materials and then you sort of like hang out and sort of like they sort of like chat about their desire to go to other worlds. Then on the second day, you gather materials. But as you're gathering the last material, uh, Sora goes into this little sort of cave in the island with this mysterious door. And there's these rocks all around that they've like drawn things in with rocks. So they've like carved stuff in it with rocks. And there's this picture that Sora and Kyrie drew when they were little of themselves. And he like adds something to the picture. Then this mysterious figure in a brown robe who will become very important says to him how the world has been connected and basically calls Sora a fool and a child who understands nothing and he doesn't possibly know what's out there. So then he just disappears. And then that sort of sets an event, the motions of the next night of the night when you're talking like he's looking out the window and he sees there's a storm and he worries about the raft. So he then heads to the island when his mother tries to call him for dinner. And that's all we see of his mother in the entire series. Yeah, rips or his mom. Yeah, uh, she must have died or was consumed by the Heartless, which we'll get into when they sort of pop up. Well, they pop up now, actually. So Sora gets to the island and these little black things called shadows appear. And they sort of, like, try and attack Sora when he's trying to find Riku and Kairi on the island. So he heads to a sort of separate islet on the island, and he finds Riku, and they sort of have a discussion about what's happening. So if you'd like to go over that. Yeah, so this is, um, this pretty much, this cutscene sets up a lot um, of the character differences between... Um, Sora and Riku. Um, so getting off the island was, you know, the main, like the main goal for Riku. He wanted to leave. He wanted to see what else was out there. <laughs> he knew there was something else out there. Um, and you kind of have this feeling that he's going to do 
whatever is necessary in order to leave um, and go see these different worlds. Yeah. Um, so it's here, you know, the you know the, the island that they play on is you know being consumed and covered by darkness, and Riku is standing there very calmly. You know, he turns to the Sora and he says, "This, you know, pretty much this is our chance. We have to leave." And Sora's um, you know, concerned are you, about. Yeah, are you going to come with me? Um, and holds out his hand for Sora, um, which if if you can't skip the opening cinematic in Kingdom yeah. Hearts One, um, which leads to a lot of issues if you record it and stream it and put it on YouTube or Twitch. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's that same scene where Riku's holding out his hand to Sora. Um, and just like the opening cutscene, Sora reaches out to Riku, um, but before they can reach each other, the darkness swallows up both of them, but Riku is smiling the whole time, yeah. so you kind of have a feeling that, like, hey, maybe Riku is probably not the best right now. Yeah. Uh, Riku sort of embraces the darkness, and Sora tries to fight against it, and as he's fighting against it, he gets the sort of... I suppose, trademark we weapon of the series, the Keyblade, and he's sort of deemed the Chosen One, and as you were trying to get to Riku, the sort of Shadow Heartless that were about, you couldn't really fight them, you couldn't really hit them, but now you actually have a chance to defeat them. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you're both swallowed by darkness, and then you see just a, a big circle of light, Sora comes back, um, you know, presumably out of the darkness, holding a new weapon, um, you know, even just from picking your weapon to going from the island, you've only had the, um, you know, whatever weapon you chose. Yeah. Um, you know, in the tutorial, and then once you get to the island, you have a wooden sword. Yeah. Um, but then from here, you have, like, this is a big, beefy weapon. You have <laughs> your key blade. Yeah. This is what you're going to be using. Yeah. Um, so, yes, now you can actually hit and defeat, um, you know, the little shadows that are popping up, yeah. gain some experience points. Um so yeah, and then a lot is revealed to Sora later and the player about the Keyblade. Mm -hmm. Right now, Sora just knows... That he can actually things. defend it, himself. It. Hello? Hello? Oh, no, sorry, I was saying, so, like, Sora now knows that he can just, like, defend himself and he can actually, like, fight against the Heartless and stuff like that. So that's all yes. of his concern. So... Once he gets the Keyblade, he then goes to his little nook where Kairi's standing, uh, sort of in a day, sort of comatose sort of state, just utters his name, then the door behind her opens, a wave of darkness blues out, and then Kairi just sort of fades through Sora, and then Sora's carried away and is taken to some manner of alternate dimension where the dark side is waiting for him again. Um, yeah, so it's actually not... Um... It's not an alternate dimension. He's blown through, um, you know, back out of the secret yeah. cave um, and back onto the um, little platform island where, um, you know, you just saw that cutscene between Sora and Riku. Yeah. Um, and at this point, you see how much of the island has actually been destroyed <laughs> by the darkness. Um, mm -hmm. So that's your, you know, this is now your boss arena, um, you know, to fight Dark Side again. Um, and you have to win and beat Darkseid this time in order to progress. There is no, you know, no yeah. losing yeah. and going on. Um, but very similar to, you know, the tutorial fight against Darkseid, he has one new move, 
mm -hmm. um, where he actually, um, you know, digs into the arena, pulls out an orb of darkness. Uh -huh. um, you know, after a while, charges it up, it'll, um, you know, blow up, um, and then little orbs of darkness will fall from the sky, um, you know, and sort of provide an additional hazard, you know, for you to avoid during the fight. Um, but otherwise, his moves are exactly the same. You know, do your best combos, yeah. try and parry if you want, and just beat him, and then you can continue on with the story. Yeah, uh, so Sora's blown away to the sort of next world that's nearby, but and we'll cover that in the next episode. But before we go, we'll sort of touch on the events that have been happening throughout. Uh, pretty much anyone who's watched a Disney movie will know who these characters are, so during the time, like, Sora spends on the island each night, You've got these cutscenes happening in another world called Disney Castle with Donald Duck walking through the hall and going to see someone called His Majesty, who we will reveal later on, just to keep the mystery. But I think pretty much anyone who has half a brain cell and has watched an old Disney film can work out who it is because Goofy's there as well. So basically, Donald can't find their king. Uh, they find Pluto with a letter from him and Goofy. And Donald then goes and finds Goofy and tells him, you can't tell anyone, not even the Queen. The Queen's Minnie Mouse. So, again, if you still haven't got who the King is, then I suggest you go and watch a Disney thing or look up, like, old Disney movies so you can actually tell. Uh, but, so, they find this letter, uh, and the letter states how the King has started to notice that stars are going out in the sky and has gone off to investigate. And the way how Kingdom Hearts works is every star in the night sky is a world. So what happened with Sora's world is the darkness swallowed it. So the star that represents Destiny Islands has now gone out. And we'll actually see that happen in the next episode when we get to the next world. So knowing that, uh, so... And the king gives them a mission to find someone who has the key, and they need to go to Travis Town and find Leon, who will help them. So they then leave their world in the gummy ship and head to Travis Town to find him. And on that note, I think we'll end the episode here. Sounds good. I am I am gung ho about talking about this. We yeah. you know have barely scraped the surface yeah. um, of even just the opening of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to keep uh, continuing and going on. Yeah. Uh, so you, so uh, next time we'll be going over the new world that Sora has been blown to and sort of what's happening with Donald and Goofy in Traverse Town. Uh, is there anything you would like to shamelessly plug before you go? Uh, yeah, so I actually um, I do stream um, on Twitch um you know you can you know go ahead uh watch me follow me um you know kind of just support me out uh twitch.tv backslash the 1825 mm -hmm. um at the time of release of this we will um more than likely be finished with kingdom hearts one yeah. um and hopefully um you know continuing with the series mm. um you know so time of release we might be doing Ooh, maybe Kingdom Hearts 2 or uh, Chain of Memories. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, follow me on Twitch if you want to see me do that. Um, if you are not a Twitch person, I also have a YouTube channel, um, the same name, youtube.com backslash the 1825. Mm -hmm. um, I usually put all of my 
um, past stream archives on there as well for those who can't catch uh, the live Twitch broadcast. Yeah. Uh, well, I fully encourage everyone to subscribe in that. And what you, something you could actually do is release your sort of Kingdom Hearts streams on YouTube as the podcast is going out, if that's something you'd like to do to sort of like promote it in harmony. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Um you know, in, in preparation for the podcast, I actually streamed for about uh, six hours um, <laughs> the previous day. Um, and in uh, all fairness, the uh, my stream died at some point towards Aww. the end when I was about to finish up anyway. Um, uh-huh. So I actually lost the recording from my... Oh, no! Um, from my capture card. Um, but luckily, I still had the, uh, you know... VOD from Twitch, so I spent the rest of, you know, yesterday downloading it, compressing and uh, exporting it to YouTube. So it is up on YouTube Yeah. Um, if you want to catch the first um, six hours of the episode, and then it's just going to cut for yeah. some random reason. <laughs> I didn't do anything after that anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, fully encourage everyone to watch and subscribe. Uh, join us next time where we'll be going over the new world and all the different adventures. So we'll see you then. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>